Welcome to The Edge. It's time for Out on the Edge Radio with Dave Bearer. And now, here's your host, Dave Bearer. Hi, everybody. Um, this is Dave Bearer, your host for Out on the Edge Radio. Uh, tonight, it's Wednesday, the... What is the date today? 12th? 12th. 12th of August, and... Um, <clears throat> We're going to be doing a little bit of an update. I've got my uh, my friend and my family member, the conspiracy theorist du jour, uh, Mike Barrett, is here to talk about um, an update on the latest in, from the conspiracy theory world and what's going on. Mike, what do you got to report? The born-again conspiracy theorist born again with, the, conspiracy with the squeaky chair. Um, yeah. Well, you know, not as much as you would hope or want. Everything seems to be kind of calming down. It's uh, There was a lot of intensity over the last week or so. Our President Trump made some allusions to, you're not going to see me for a while. And then he went to Bedminster, and there was a blackout in New York, and everybody thought something was happening. But then absolutely nothing happened. Nobody was arrested. There was nothing, uh, no kind of major events. I kind of I wonder if, if he... When he was saying, you're not going to see me out here for a while, what he really meant was, <clears throat> A, you're not going to see me out on the campaign trail, or B, you're not going to see me at a washing machine factory for a while, because that's the only thing I can conclude otherwise. You know, yeah, it was pretty bizarre, because bizarre. because that, that same day there were arrests made um, in Cleveland, a yeah. money laundering operation attached to this Burisma company which is directly involved with uh, Joe Biden's and Joe and Hunter Biden's corruption in the Ukraine. So everybody thought, well, this is it. They're going to actually, you know, go after some people. They've now got everything they need. They've got evidence. But that never happened. And there have been no subsequent arrests. And um, everybody was beginning to wonder if, if we were going to have the, the rumored shutdown. But right now, it doesn't seem like there's going to be any kind of shutdown or anything. I mean, the big, the big scare thing out there right now is that the the shutdown, the blackout <coughs> is actually going to be after election day, the day after the election, where it's going to be the deep state that's going to try to cut off the power grid uh, and, okay. and cause disruption and uh, chaos. And that's the objective. You know, there's the objective seems to be to try to get Nancy Pelosi in the White House. So if if Trump wins, then they're going to cut off the, the power grid and start riots nationwide and try to take over in a military coup. Um, if, if Biden is perceived as the winner or if there's, yeah, I don't, I don't see how that's going to happen. I don't know. I, I'm not a, I'm not a fortune teller, but right. You know, the other alternative is that they just keep, they, they sue in basically every state and try to create so much chaos that there's no decisive declared winner as of, um, as of January 20th, in which case they assume or hope that Nancy Pelosi would become a speaker of the house would become president. Yeah. In the absence of a clear winner of the election. So there, those, that's the, the, the path. And then there's, there's the other idea that... that um, if that happens, that's where we, the people march on Washington, D.C. and about 40 million of us with weapons show up well, in Washington, D.C. to kill everybody. You <clears throat> would hope that the military would not even allow anything like that to happen. You would but, but again, I don't think you can trust the military. I mean, it's General Miley, who's the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. He's a traitor. He should be arrested. He should be swinging from a noose. Um, he's clearly on the side of the bankers and and the people that have been, you know, ripping off this, this nation and, and our people for the last, oh, 70, 100 years, give or take. 
Yeah. And um, basically, actually, ever since the Civil War, if you want to go back to after. <clears throat> so, you know, again, you can't, uh, who can you trust? Um, I keep being told that, that patriots are in control, and I keep seeing no real evidence. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. So, you know, again, I mean, it's not that uh, Attorney General Barr can, can say anything he wants, but until he does something, he's just one of them. Yeah. Exactly. I'm concerned. Exactly. So I want to go back about to the whole Kamala Harris <clears throat> announcement for Joe Biden. To me, this this indicates one of two things, or possibly both of these things are true. Okay, so let's look at it. Number one, he picked a woman that was an African American. No, um, actually, she's not. Well, okay, she's, she's Jamaican she's Indian. As, she's Jamaican right. and Indian. She has right. some black blood in her, but she's not an African American right. in, in any sense of the word. Right. I mean, but she's a person of color, so let's just go with that. So, in my theory, <clears throat> this is an attempt to shore up the African American vote, which um, Biden. It looks to me like he's on the verge of losing the the African American vote because the polls are what about. The reliable well, polls are about forty percent black support. There, there have well, that's not losing the black vote, but anything <clears> if, <throat> if if a Republican president gets anything anything above about fifteen percent of the black vote, it it's devastating to the Democrats' electoral hopes. It basically wipes out um, oh I don't know a good uh, dozen states that would normally be hard fought to the very end. So uh, yeah, there have been three Rasmussen polls. Don't forget Rasmussen was the most accurate poll in 2016. But of course every election cycle there's a new most accurate poll, right? right? right. But um, but he does sample only likely voters, and it's a very important distinction because if you see these polls that show adults, those are utterly worthless. If they show registered voters, those are virtually utterly worthless. The only vote, the only polls that matter are likely voters, and then you have to look at 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 how the demographics were arranged. In this case, it's pretty easy to sample uh, Black Americans because they're all Black. So it's not like it's not like oh, you know, we we mixed in a bunch of Republicans and Democrats. This is sort of a random likely voter, Black likely right. voter profile. <clears throat> and in that, the last three of those, Donald Trump has been at um, he's been at thirty one, forty nine, forty one. And 39% of, of support amongst the um, likely black voters. And again, if he gets anything north of 20% of the black vote, he probably wins 48 or 40. Well, well, he no, he doesn't win that many. But I mean, if he gets anything north of 20%, he's going to be in that. He's going to be in that 30, 32 state category win where again, where he wins the electoral college. If he gets anything above 30, he does win 45 states quite yeah. easily. Yeah. And, and in fact, California might even be in play. So if you look at it from that perspective, you know, uh, well, that was a, my, a, a that black was my other... Indian senator from California might be an issue. Too. Yeah. That was my other point that I was going to go to next is he picked someone from the state of California. Mm -hmm. Now, usually in, in modern times, since 1988, anyway, when Michael Dukakis first won California, <clears throat> for the Democrats for the first time in a long time. California has usually been a pretty much guaranteed 54 electoral vote monstrosity for the Democrats, yet he picked a senator from California. Usually, you pick someone as a vice presidential candidate who you think will help your ticket in an area that you are weak in. So my question is, do they have internal polls at the, at the uh, criminal the criminal um, racketeering operation known as the DNC, do they have polls 
that show that they're in some trouble in California? Probably. And uh, I mean, again, there's a tremendous surge in California. You had a protest in Hollywood. A couple hundred people protested against a child trafficking in Hollywood, which, of course, is right. the center of a lot of this, <clears throat> this sickness that goes on in, in uh, the entertainment industry, Hollywood and stuff. They march through Hollywood. So that's very important. But I think um, there's another scenario on the table here, which is that there are people who argue that she had Jamaican parents. She had one Jamaican parent, uh, which is where she gets her, her black blood from, and one Indian parent. And honestly, if you look at her, she looks like an Indian. Yeah, she, she doesn't, look, she doesn't really Indian. look black. She yeah. looks Indian yeah. to me. Um, and an Indian parent, neither one of whom apparently were American citizens when she was born. And if she was born in Jamaica rather than Oakland, which is where they're claiming she was born, then she's not eligible to be president. So if that's the case... Imagine this scenario. We all scenario. We all know that Joe Biden is not mentally fit to be president. That at some point it's going to become painfully obvious, whether it's on the debate stage with President Trump. But let's just say that by some massive amount of voter fraud or some twist of fate, that Joe Biden manages to to become president of the United States or even president elect. Once it's exposed that he's not mentally fit for office, which right. the Democrats will do using the media, then he's out of the picture. That puts Kamala Harris in as president, probably voted on by the electors. But then it turns out that she's not eligible to be president, according to the Constitution. Then guess who becomes president? Nancy Once Pelosi. again, Nancy Pelosi. <clears throat> this, this, this crazy uh, situation. So that's the conspiratorial angle on what's going on here. Yeah, and um, one more thing I wanted to bring up um, on that in that angle is you know we do have uh someone called the gunner's wife um which is a channel on youtube and mm -hmm. if you don't know that you should go to youtube and look up the gunner's wife <clears throat> she has very substantial um lip reading segments from the state of the union that clearly shows there was an uh, an attempt by Nancy Pelosi and a lot of other people, that they were planning on attempting to poison President, President Trump at yes. the State of the Union yeah. back in January. January, yeah. Yeah. When go there, watch the videos, judge for yourself on the Gunner's Wife on YouTube. Judge for yourself uh, what you think about the, that stuff. The, the, but the, Trump must, they must have that, that evidence. They, they do. That's why Trump did not shake Nancy Pelosi's hand because it right. was, it was just like the movie, the interview with Seth Rogen mm -hmm. and uh, James Franco, where they were going to kill Kim Jong-un by shaking his hand. One guy had, one guy had, um, had, a, had the poison on his hand and the other guy had the activator. So the two combination of shaking the two hands poisoned Kim Jong-un. And then it would look like he had a heart attack. And th that's what the plot of the movie was. And that was exactly what they were plotting for to kill the president, and you can tell from the conversations that she lip reads that that's exactly every a whole bunch of people in in the chamber in the House chamber knew, knew that, that was that the was plan. People down. like people yeah. like Mitt Romney, um, uh, Louis Gohmert on the Republican side, pretty much every Democrat, Schiff, um, certainly uh, Eric Swalwell, a bunch of others are all involved in the yeah. plot, and so he foiled the whole thing when he refused to shake her hand. Um, I, I cannot understand. Given that, and if you read the lip reading, you know, people say, well, what about that? What about that, you know, bad lip read, those bad lip reading videos? The thing about those to remember is that all the stuff that it looks like they're saying, okay, it's all gibberish. None of it is in the context of a football game. Right. But every single thing that she does, that the gunner's wife does when she lip reads, every conversation is in the context of the State of the Union, What's political affairs, right. Joe Biden, 
Donald Trump right. and the assassination attempt. So right. it's completely in context, <clears throat> and these really are amazing videos to watch. I personally wish she would transcribe them. She has a lot of little comic comic-y voices and things that I, I find kind of hard to follow sometimes. But there's no question that, and Mike Pence, Mike Pence is in on it. Yeah. Because it, may, it would make him president. So um, the way I see the situation, I don't understand for the life of me how these people are still walking the streets, given that that evidence is there. We can't be the smartest people out there. Yeah. Everybody, somebody yeah. inside the Department of Justice and Trump administration must know that this is all true. They should just arrest these people and put out the information and just exactly. say, look, this is why we arrested them take it or leave it. They're not going to avoid conflict in the streets. That's what yeah. I hear everybody's concerned about. They're not going to avoid it. It's going to happen because the left is not going to take defeat lying down no matter what. The globalists, the George Soros, New World Order crowd, they're, they're not going to go peaceably. There's going to have to be conflict. We may as well get it over with now is my perspective. Yeah. And, and getting back just to the whole Kamala Harris um, selection thing again, I do think it is a setup. Um, I do think there is someone that they're not mentioning that they're not talking about that will be the person that they try to put forward. Probably Nancy Pelosi. A lot of people think Michelle Obama, actually. Yeah, Michelle Obama and Nancy Pelosi. But if you look at it purely from a political point of view, uh, the obvious choice was Amy Klobuchar, the senator who right. ran for president, um, from Minnesota, because Minnesota is a state is where in play. the Democrats are seriously in some trouble. Mm-hmm. And uh, that would have made a lot more sense than anything else. They picked. I the agree. Is, is Kamala Harris, as a candidate, didn't win a single delegate. What makes them think <laughs> yeah. that she's going to somehow turn the tide? Yeah, I know. Democrats can't even stand no. her. It's very doubtful that independents or yeah. Republicans are going to like her. So yeah. you know, especially when her record's exposed, which is, which is a pretty extreme. Yeah. Um, you know, the whole taking away guns thing, basically. Um, yeah, and, and again, the, the thing about it is that is that it doesn't add anything to the ticket politically. Right. So it must be it must be that their own polling on on the um, uh, on the black vote must be scaring them. Yeah. And so that's why you had to pick a woman of color, a black woman, as opposed as opposed to a, a little white uh, white bread milk toast like Amy Klobuchar. But also, don't forget this: Amy Klobuchar. Also came out and said that hydroxychloroquine saved her husband's life. Right. He had he had COVID nineteen and HCQ saved his life, and I think that disqualified her at that point because she was supporting the Trump cure for COVID nineteen. Yeah. And the rumor is the other candidate was Elizabeth Warren, which would have been really even even more laughable. Yeah, than chief batshit crazy horse. Yeah, can I yeah. say that on the show? I'm uh, sorry. No, it's a family friendly uh, show. Okay, so uh, and then this brings me to the one last thing that conspiratorial piece I'll leave your listeners with, which mm. is that <clears throat> Russia has come out and said they have a vaccine for COVID-19. Right. And everybody in the U.S. has been saying, oh, we can't do anything. We can't play sports. We can't go back to normal life. We can't take off our masks until there's a vaccine. Right. Well, the Russians are saying they have a vaccine. And the Russians are – actually, I would trust a Putin vaccine way more than I would trust <laughs> the vaccine Bill Gates, Bill Gates yeah. and Anthony Fauci and those war criminals. Yeah. Okay, far yeah. – you know, I would. So I, hear you. so I think the president has a great opportunity here to embrace the Russian vaccine, bring it over for clinical trials, not supervised and controlled by Anthony Fauci, but by some other doctors that are open-minded – to run those experiments, and within a month or so, because it doesn't take any time for clinical trials anymore. It really doesn't. 
right. uh, basically say, okay, we have a vaccine. Everybody can go back to playing football and everything else now because we have a vaccine. Thank you to the Russians for coming up with this and saving the world from the China the China virus. China virus. China virus. One, one last. So that's, that's, that's out there. And I really, it's I haven't seen the president even mention the Russian vaccine. Yeah. God, you know what, they, what this planet really needs, Dave, what the world really needs? OAN, One American News Network, needs right. to hire me. Yes. As their White House reporter and send me to these press conferences and ask <laughs> President Trump the right questions. Yeah. And I would kill at that and we would get the real story out if if I was allowed to do that. So OAN, anybody from OAN, if you're listening, it's time to hire me. <laughs> it's time to hire Mike Barra. Time to put me on the um, payroll. One last thing I wanted to, to um, bring up. <clears throat> that was that our um, reporter in the UK, Adam... Adam, Adam uh, Greaves, Greaves, Adam Greaves. Mm-hmm. Um, forwarded a link today. It shows the British. Um, they finally counted in England, counting the England numbers into the UK numbers of deaths from coronavirus. That they uh, removed five thousand three hundred and seventy-seven, I believe, was the number right. of deaths, COVID nineteen deaths, from the list because those um, they were deaths not. occurred more than twenty-eight days after they were tested. Positive, and it's you know, COVID kills you in what about, about a week? two weeks, week two weeks, yeah. yeah, at the most. So they were counting others deaths from other causes, causes COVID nineteen right. deaths. How, how how much do you think the hundred? I think it's one hundred eighty six thousand or something. like No, that. no, it's about one hundred forty five. Yesterday when I checked, was it? Yeah, okay. that's the real numbers. The numbers they tell you on the press are estimates, and they're all totally overblown and completely wrong. Okay, so I was going to ask you what you thought the actual numbers were. Well, I don't know the actual numbers. Uh, I would say you're going to find, well, first of all, <clears throat> a certain percentage, Thirty. you're going to find that 30% of the people who are listed as having died from COVID-19, at a minimum 30%, did not die of COVID-19. They died yeah. from some other cause. Right. Herman Cain might be a prime, prime example of this. If we went back and did the same review process <clears throat> excuse me, the same review process of our cases, the numbers would also begin to drop in the U.S. On top of that, you're going to have another third, 30%, 33% that are going to be false positives. And, and they, you know, they never really had COVID-19. Or right. they, they died in a car accident and they tested the tissue and said, oh, he was COVID-19. Because hospitals are getting paid yes. for COVID-19 right. deaths and ventilators and things like times. that. Right. For any whatever they report, they're right. And so then you look at the graft and corruption of various counties and hospitals and politicians that are trying to make this thing seem far worse than it actually is. I think you're going to find that the death count from this is going to drop by about two thirds, which puts it in line with a typical U.S. flu season, season. which is exactly what we're on. That's if this is ever truly investigated and brought out. Now, Trump may see some advantages. To maintaining the COVID nineteen hoax, I don't know. Yeah, I think he. I, I think political he must. Advantages. I think he must at this point. But uh, all right, Mike. Thanks. Sure. And um, you can get Mike on the Real Deal Report. Um, yes. Almost every day. Every day, or every, almost every five day. days a week. Five days a week. The Real Deal Report is on YouTube, and you can watch it at um, Mike Barra Official is the channel that Mike is on. Although that channel's. I'm on suspension for right now, so go to Dean Ryan TV or Dean go, Ryan to, TV. go to realdealmedia.com. Realdealmedia.com. And, and you can get the daily uh, conspiracy updates. And believe me, there's a lot of stuff going on right there now. Is, there is. And I'm working on a, a new YouTube channel. I have to go out and buy a burner phone and start a new a backup <laughs> channel. So okay. I, may work, I may get that going this week. All right? All right. Thanks, Mike. Sure.
Okay, so um, I think that was all pretty interesting. Good discussion. Um, we're going to shift the focus a little bit. Um, I want to give my producer Jennifer a heads up that I may be calling her in here in a second to talk, but I wanted to give you an update on one of the things I've been talking about uh, quite a bit on this show, and that is the um, the price of silver. Uh, I've talked about how I felt like people needed to get some, and uh, I still hold to that very strongly. Um, silver has taken a beating the last two days. Pardon me one sec. It's taken a beating the last two days. Uh, three days of this week. It actually was up slightly today, $0.49 cents to $25.95, basically 26 bucks. It was um, trading during the day, but not at a final number. It was trading over $30 for a while late last week, and the, and the, the, the rise was just going nothing but up. There was no stopping it. It was up <clears throat> nearly 50% in value in the last, since the beginning of June. Um, it took a beating the last couple of days. It dropped literally 4 to $5. And what happened was that on Monday, um, Goldman Sachs, who holds just an, un, an unbelievably huge amount of, of physical silver and also silver contracts. Silver contracts are just pieces of paper that say you own this much silver, when in fact you don't. Um, Goldman Sachs was trading with a lot of other banks or four big banks. Um, and they traded on Monday, two billion ounces of silver. Now, how do you trade two billion ounces of silver? You sell to somebody, the price goes down, you buy back from, or you buy from somebody else. Physically, it's impossible to move two billion ounces of silver in one day. Obviously. So what they're trading are these contracts. These contracts are funny. And there is no silver backing them. There's far more, far more in co- out available in contracts, um, paper, than there is in actual physical real life. Um, there's about 6 billion ounces above the ground that has been mined uh, in the world. And Current mining, I believe, is something about eight, 80 million or 800 million a year. I can't remember. Ounces a year are mined. But six billion is above ground at the moment <clears throat> in the entire history of the world. And um, that silver, um, if, if you take Monday's numbers on their face, which I don't think you can. I think it's an absolute lie. Um, what you end up with is that one-third of all the silver in the world was traded between about three or four banks on Monday. They did this because um, when you sell these contracts, what does selling do? It, it drives demand down, it lowers the price. So what this was was an attempt by, um, let's call them the cabal, whatever you want to call them, dark forces, people that are acting illegally, um, they were trying to drive the price down. Um, they may have been trying to collapse it. I don't know if they if they did or not. They succeeded in getting it down about $5. But today it was up about $0.50, cents and it's just under 26 bucks again. And uh, I still recommend that you try to accumulate 
as much silver as you can. Um, gold, silver bullion, and bullion is official coinage of the country which mints it. So the United States bullion is silver eagles. Canadian bullion is, um, I think, the Canadian maple leaf is the current um, one. Uh, Britain, the UK has the uh, the Britannia. Mexico has, I can't remember the name of the Mexico has a lot of silver, actually, um, in, in the country. And I think it's going to benefit them in the future. Um, Libertad, the Liber, Liber, Libertad, I think, Libertad, I think it's called. Um, Australia has a, a kookaburra. Uh, China has pandas. Um, although those, I think, are not necessarily officially, I don't, I don't really recall, officially part of the Chinese um, government there. But there's all kinds of countries. Vienna, Austria has the Vienna Philharmonics. Um, so those are all bullion, and I recommend you buy those first. Another way to start um, accumulating is to try to find um, old silver coins. Uh, they don't have to be of high quality. I would not pay a uh, collector's price, which is called the numismatic. That's what coin collecting is called, numismatic prices. I wouldn't pay those. I would, I would pay to get the cheapest um, silver that I can, uh, silver dimes from before 1964, silver dimes, Kennedy, half dollars from 1964, um, the dimes can either be the old Mercury dimes or the, uh, I believe it's Harry Truman on the regular dime. Um, Morgan dollars, uh, Peace dollars, these are actual silver dollars. Those are 90% silver. You have to accumulate $1.40, $1.40 worth of face value in order to have um, a, uh, an ounce, basically an ounce of silver. Now, if you have older coins that have got wear and, and some of it's just basically worn off, you're going to have a weight that's a little bit less than a full ounce, um, but not by much. But that's something that I would be looking at at another way of accumulating good places to search for this stuff. Um, I buy a lot of my – I've bought a lot of stuff from um, Money, Mark, Money Metals Exchange, which is based in Idaho. And um, they seem to have a lot of availability. Also, um, OfferUp, your local OfferUp network, um, can offer quite a few um, bargains if you're uh, lucky. So I don't want to talk about silver and then leave you guys hanging. It went down um, four or five bucks uh, on Monday, Tuesday, and now it's bounced back to 26. So I think we're heading back towards 30. Uh, I think the demand is certainly there. You go to any coin store. I did went to a coin shop, um, not this last weekend, but the weekend before, and uh, it was it was pretty crazy. Um, there, they don't have any bullion there, any official coinage from any country. So, very unusual stuff. Um, I keep my eye on that. I keep my eye on cryptocurrencies. I still think cryptocurrencies are a good investment. Um, Bitcoin. I think is good. Litecoin, I think is good. Um, Ethereum is probably going to be good. In the long term, a lot of these other coins, I think, are going to get wiped out um, by the government. One time, once the regulators come in and put a stranglehold on the markets, which I think they will do, some of these are going to lose a lot of value. Um, also, the one that's up and coming, it's not really available in the U.S. on to trade on free exchanges at this point. It's called Theta. 
T-H-E-T-A, theta. So <clears throat> keep your eye on those. And I'm, I'm only offering this advice, free advice, and it's only my advice and my opinion. I'm not a financial uh, broker of any kind. But I'm offering this because I think we should be taking, we should all be taking um, defensive positions as much as we can in our personal lives, financially especially. Um, I think, you know, hopefully you live in a place um, where that is gun friendly. Hopefully you have some firearms to protect yourself and your family. Hopefully you have uh, a little bit of supply of food. Mike talked about the blackout that's potentially still coming, which has been rumored for a long time. Um, you should have some extra food in the house, probably one to two weeks. Don't forget about water, having extra water. Bottled water is really important, especially if services are disrupted, like utilities and things of, of that nature. Um, and I think, again, cryptocurrencies, if you want to look at something you put your money into, the last thing I would leave my money in at this point, and this is what I'm trying to do, the lowest amount of, of money I'm trying to, to keep in is Federal Reserve notes, because um, Federal Reserve is probably going away next year. If you look at what Trump signed, um, his executive orders this last weekend, um, he gave us all, he gave people $400 a month extra of unemployment after the 600 previous $600 amount was cut off. Um, and he also uh, basically suspended the, um, the income tax or the, not the income tax, but the um, payroll tax, which is the social security, Medicare, and, uh, I can't remember. There's one other thing, Medicaid, I think the money goes to. Um, but that's like 7.165 or something percent of your income that gets taken. And you get no credit for it on your income taxes. And it's a burdensome uh, tax. And uh, if you're worried about them, those programs going broke, don't worry about that. Because basically what the president said on Saturday was, we'll just, we'll just print more money. And that's exactly what they're trying to do. So I do think the um, fiat dollar, the Federal Reserve, is going to go away probably within the next year. Um, I do think we'll have a new currency in the United States. We'll be backed by the Treasury and we'll be backed by assets. So if I was you, I'd, I'd be in a, getting a defensive position and start looking at investing um, in some of those things if you've got extra income. If you don't, by all means, um, Take care of your family first. Make sure you have a firearm or two. And uh, again, like I said, make sure you have a couple weeks supply just in case. It's always a wise thing to do. So shifting gears entirely here, um, I kind of want to bring in, I want to, I kind of want to, I do want to bring in my um, producer and well-known psychic medium, Jennifer Falah Deering. Um, are you there, Jen? Yes, I am. Doring. Is it Doring or Dern? <laughs> Doring. <laughs> I keep getting it wrong. I've, I've gotten okay. it wrong. It's not intentional. I just can't seem to remember. It's Doring. She Doring. switched her. She got married, took on an extra, like a, added an extra hyphen part of your name. So I did. I did. Okay. Uh, it's hard yeah, for me so, to get used to, too. <laughs> pardon? It's hard for me pardon? to get used to, you know? Yeah. To retrain your signature. That's weird because you know we really only ask women in our society to change their names. You never, you never see men really, for the most part, um, changing their names. I mean, I, I at one time when I got divorced, I had the option of changing my name, 
And the reason I was thinking of it was my I'd always gone by Ben Eugene David was is my official name. Eugene was my dad's name or Gene. Um, and David was what my family always called me, uh, which I later found out was one of my mom's old boyfriends. <laughs> it was named <laughs> Yeah, her two, her last two boyfriends, where she married my dad, were named Michael and David. Oh mm, my god, were gosh. named Mike and Dave. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I thought at one point I might want to change it to David Eugene, and then Dave would be David would be my first name all the time. But I decided at some at that point no that that I wasn't going to change it because um, I wanted to honor what my parents yeah. gave me, and that maybe God had something to do with my name as well. So. Anyway, um, what I wanted to talk about, Jen, was um, I listened to on the Bob Brown show, which is the Over the Rainbow show here on Beacon of Light Radio. Yes. Uh, when does when does that air? That is that on um, Eastern Time. It's on Wednesdays and Fridays at three p.m. Okay, and then he, but he's in the UK. He's up near yeah, Newcastle. Yeah, eight p.m. in the UK. In the UK um, <clears throat> But on his on his show, I guess the other day, um, what on Tuesday you said was that last night? That was today. Today on Bob's show earlier today, between twenty one minutes and twenty one minutes and ten seconds into the into the stream, uh, you hear a voice. Yeah, and it is not a voice of. one of the participants, he had a guest on. It was not Bob's voice. It wasn't um, one of the, uh, it wasn't the guest's voice. Uh, I wanted to know, first of all, what do you think the voice said? We're, we're calling this, I guess, an EVP, a live EVP. What do you think the voice said? I couldn't make out what it said. All I know is the impression that it left on me immediately. And as... Um... Well, you know, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but, you know, I'm pretty accurate as a psychic, okay? And But when right. when I when I argue with people and say, no, this is what right. that was, right. I'm usually right. And that, that, that scared me because I knew that that was the first time that I had ever hear, heard an alien voice. I knew with every okay. ounce of my being that it was an alien voice. <clears throat> I thought it was speaking a different language. I think the ear tries to, um, or the mind tries to make sense out of the words, and depends on who's listening. Um, I didn't understand what it was saying. I just heard it. I felt the vibration. I got flashes in my mind of what it looked like. I mean... <laughs> right. Well, let me um, tell my, you what I thought. I, yeah. I went and listened to it. It was immediately when I saw the post. I went and listened to it. And I listened to it two or three times. It definitely is a voice um, that is not part of the show. The guest at that point was trying to explain um, how portals open, what portals are, how they open, what kind of uh-huh. UFOs and things can pass through, um, how they pass through into our world using these portals. And... It, it took me this the second time I heard it, I knew exactly what it said. The third time I confirmed that. And I'm pretty sure that what it said, the voice said, was explain it. He was in the middle of explaining how portals open and how UFOs and other other trans dimensional beings or whatever 
come through into this world. And I think the voice was encouraging him to continue on because he was on the right path. I think it said, explain it. And if you listen to it multiple times in a row, I think you'll get that same feeling. Now, um, I'm not a psychic. I'm just intuitive. That's what I heard. Um, I So I'm kind of wondering if maybe it wasn't a positive um, voice, uh, you know, non-earthly voice, encouraging him to go on and continue with his um, analysis. What do, you, what do you think of that? Well, I'm going to have to go with my initial um, instinct um, because when I start to mess with that, that's when I get things wrong. So my first initial instinct was that it was not... It was not one of the ETs that's, like, divine, okay? Um, Trying to I, help us, right? Yeah, yeah this is, we're not talking about, oh, my God, he's going to make everything okay in the world and teach us all these things. This this definitely, it looked like, it, it looked almost like a gray, but, like, the reptilians, they have these, um, these entities that come out, and they look almost like the grays, but they're, like, tan and wrinkly. Um, okay, okay. The, the energy of the voice felt along the same lines as talking to an earthbound spirit, but it wasn't. It was, um, it wasn't that high, you know, the, the uh, highly evolved um, divine being, they have a very crisp, high energy. It almost makes you shake. Um, right. This was very, it scared me. Things don't usually really? scare me when, when okay. with this, this kind of stuff. That shocked me, and I went, whoa, whoa. It was creepy. The vibe was creepy. So whether this thing was communicating with him and, you know, teaching him about these things, um, it, it could very well have been. I'm interested lately on how easy it is, much easier. So the veil must either be very thin right now. That does yeah. happen a couple times a year. Yeah. And we have some weird things going on. I didn't used to pick through the recordings as much as I do now um, for editing, but I do. Um, but lately we've been finding EVPs on our recordings. And it's not my house because when I'm recording or Susan is remotely using my computer, we're muted. So you can't get right. any sound right. in. So right. it's just interesting <clears throat> that a lot of these people... Um, who are talking about the paranormal, or they're talking about um, aliens, or especially the guy, what the guy was talking about. It was actually so interesting that he was into this, talking about yeah. it, talking about alien abductions, and you got to hear that they are actually communicating with him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people usually say that, but you don't not you don't like wholeheartedly believe it, but this guy so i told bob i said listen you gotta you gotta tell him that he's he's right. being um either monitored or um you know they're they're communicating with him and um he's telling the truth right right i mean I, that's what i think of. it was almost like this this thing was encouraging him to continue on to me continue on with uh with what he was describing about how they access these portals. Now, I don't know, maybe they want some people to know that. I I don't know what the agendas are um, of the different 
so-called alien groups and the multidimensional beings that interact with us on a daily basis. I don't really know. Um, oh, but I goodness. thought he was, he was, you know, I, I do know that yeah. when Mike is really, you know, my brother and I live in the same home and the same house. And um, I know that when he is dealing with um, extraterrestrial stuff, when he's dealing with alien stuff, either on his programs or on his, um, you know, in his occupations and stuff, where he goes off to a UFO conference, activity seems to really increase. So I do think there's <laughs> a lot of influences on him when he when he de- delves into this stuff. Well, the thing with energy and entities and a lot of things that we don't see is, you know, there's you you can draw these things to you. If you're in a certain mindset, you know, we're very powerful creators, okay? So, let I me mean, just imagine, okay, everything's cool, everything's nice in the home. Turn on a scary movie. Right. Now, suddenly, your house is haunted, right? And then you right. convince yourself that you're freaking out. Well, the thing is, is that you have been sitting there for two hours in a state of fear. Right. And in that, in, bathed in that energy. The movie itself is pushing that energy out into your home. And right. anything walking by is like, oh, hey. That's inviting energy. Let's go mess with him. And um, it's, it's, it's really interesting the things we're learning lately, and I really think because of the state of the world and the mix of rage and um, emotion. And right, right. I think that when you have a, a, a lot of a polar, op, in polar opposites of emotions going on in a tug of war um, on a mass scale, you're going to have a weakened veil. And I was talking to right. Gabriel about it just before the show, and he was saying that... <laughs> you just do a little pregame with Gabriel before the show Well, I know you're going to ask me something, and I'm like, I don't have anything to tell him. Um, right. But he was saying that, and you know, and I really don't get into all this New Age stuff. I mean, it sounds like I'm just out there, but as far as this moving over into another dimension, um, ascension and all that... He was saying that's actually happening at a very slow pace, but as we do that, we've gone into another big shift, and as we do that, it's going to be easier to speak and communicate with entities on different dimensions. Right, right. And that's what's happening now. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that is something that we're definitely headed to towards. Um, I've been, lately, I've been trying to get in touch with my... Uh, my guardian angel. Um, and I think we discussed before that it's a, she, I have a female guardian angel. Um, and I believe she's told me her name is Fiona. If you can believe that, but, uh, I've been trying to get in touch with her more I've been meditating on talking to her and, uh, giving her a lot of appreciation for the things she's done in my life. And, um, oh, that's nice. I do think that that veil is, getting thinner. Um, I've had personal experiences myself that make me believe that that's happening. Um, You know, for me, meditation is not something I do every day, Mm -hmm. Um, but it is something that when I do it, I do it very intensely. And um, for me, it's like a very, I'm just trying so hard to send my, my heart and my voice and my, thoughts through the veil to the people that I want to communicate with and let them know, 
you know, I only seem to do it when I'm really in need of yeah. help and assistance. And almost invariably, within just 24 hours, usually, I get the help and assistance that I need. I know. And it's pretty amazing in that regard. Um, but I've been trying to, to I, I personally have been trying to spend more time uh, communicating with my guardian angel, giving her a little more thought and respect. It's easy to imagine, you know, Michael and Gabriel. We have so many um, uh, images from art and from history of what these angels or beings are like. But, you know, it's just your your local guardian angel that's, that's agreed to help you in this life. I mean, we, we tend to, I think, kind of skip over them. A lot, and they do. They do a lot of work for us. And uh, I know, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I do. Yeah, so I mean, I, I encourage that. I encourage that meditation, prayer, and I mean, I, I've tried really hard. I, I, I kind of want to see her face, right? I think I know what she looks like. Um, now, and it's very different than a lot of other, other beings that we've described, but. Um, you know, I just, I really want that relationship to be something that can work. And I do think the veil is thinning over time. And I think we're heading into a transformational period in the next three or four years. I think all kinds of things are going to be different um, in this world. And, and I personally, as a science fiction writer, I personally believe that before my lifetime is over, which hopefully is another 50 or 60 years from now, that we are going to see um what we would call aliens or other dimensional beings just walking around i mean i think that they're going to become a normal part of our lives because i think they're already here and we just can't see them or we haven't evolved enough to see them or they're protecting us by not showing themselves and i think there's going to come a point where we as a as a race um of beings that we're able to expand our thinking and our acceptance enough that I do think we're going to be able to see um, a lot of these beings. And I think you're going to see them doing hopefully just a lot of very normal things like we humans do on this planet. That's just my, my personal take on that. Well, that would be totally awesome, but I, I don't know if society is quite that ready. Um, it's probably a while down the road, but I was just asking about that. And yeah. he was saying that what what's going to happen, he said yes and no. Um, it We're, we're going to be very aware that we all come from different origins, but are incarnated here as humans right now. Right. Um, we're going to be very aware of that. And we're going to be aware that there are other places of origin. Now, as far as just everybody, you know, dogs and cats living together and everything perfect. Yeah, all that um, stuff from, from yeah. Ghostbusters, yeah. <laughs> That's where we get back to. That's where we get back to square one, where it's like, oh, okay, how are we doing with all the different races now? We're doing pretty good, you know. But what, if you start introducing some more, it's probably best to do one at a time because everybody's going to be kind of like, you know, what if they're really going to like kill us? And you know, there's a lot of fear involved. So I do think that we will progress to that point. Um, he says most of that kind of interaction the humans will prefer to have that done on other planets so we will progress to where we go to like another planet where there's all different kinds of races walking around all different kinds of uh alien uh you know space stations things like that 
And, so it'd be like Babylon Five or something like yeah, that, or yeah, where you um, he's kind of, he just showed me where you like walk walk through this white circle, and you're there. Yeah, yeah, um, that's definitely where we're going. That's what he showed me, and so there, but there'll be like he's showing me like almost like in um, you know some of the the fun sci-fi movies where they go to like a certain. Well, we're going to go to you know planet nowhere, and everybody's there from. From, yeah. It's like you know, yeah. so that that's you know like the 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 alien interaction will be known, but I think the humans um, will prefer that you know we don't have like Godzilla people walking around and things like that. They'll prefer to go to a meeting place to do okay. that. There'll be like okay. certain rules, you know. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, if you want a good analogy for that, there's a uh, a movie from a couple of years ago called um, what is it? Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets, and it's kind of a crazy Star Wars esque kind of thing. I uh, didn't do too well at the box office, but that's a that's a movie worth watching because it shows how we kind of evolve into meeting other races and all this kind of stuff, and it's um it's pretty cool. In that regard, yeah, so it's I, kind I of like it. phase two of our of our tolerance um, evolution. Yeah. So we had to tolerate the the species that are here now, and yeah, yeah. as much as the media I, wants to tell you you're racist, we've done pretty well. And so now the next one would be us tolerating new species from other places. Well, I um, also think though. I mean, I think that's where we're heading in the next three four years. I think we're going to get there. To where, but I think also what's coming is a uh, is a raised awareness of the um, intelligence of the the beings that are already here on this planet that we call animals and that we interact with. I think we're going to realize that you know elephants are people too. They may not care to be part of human society or to vote or whatever, but I think they're there's going to be a tremendous, I think there already is a tremendous growth of, of, of empathy yes. for from I human think... beings towards what we would call the animal kingdom. Um, yes. I mean, I there's this one woman I watch her on YouTube and it's hysterical. She has this husky and she started talking to him and he at some point started talking back to her. And I know, I isn't that awesome? In a, very, in a very dog, you know, kind of voice. But when you listen, he oftentimes he's, he's saying exactly what they're saying and he's in context talking back to her. So it's like, I think that kind of empathy is going to grow. We're going to realize the beings around us. So I think it's going to take humanity um, a while to get to that point where we can, we can interact. I think I did a show last year about animal sensitivity and uh, that was with Denise, I think, Denise Zach. And I, I just think that we're going to get to that. I think that's also an evolving thing. We're going to realize, boy, it's wrong to do this stuff to, to, you know, dolphins yeah. and Well, what's going to happen is, is that we've had, <clears throat> we've had such a blanket of negative evil energy here on this earth, this oh, dimension, yeah. which they're yeah. not even supposed to be, for so long that we've gotten so used to being limited we've gotten so used to feeling numb okay right and so right. we are easily desensitized to things well i guess that's normal i guess that's normal well i guess that's okay when well if you really kind of snap out of it and think about it like that no that's not okay and i think that what's happening this 
this change that we're all going through, and it's going to be like a casting out of a lot of the evil that's here, you're never going to get rid of all of it because of the universal rule of free will. Right. Um, you know, people are allowed to be mad, they're allowed to do this, but the, but the overwhelming bad, evil, hurt, eat, you know, all this other stuff, um, that's going to be lifted. And so it's going to be like a blanket over the land that's lifted. And when that happens, this blanket that's cast over us separates us from actually feeling and hearing and, and perceiving, um, the creator, God. Right. And so he feels like he's really far away because somebody just threw a blanket over everything and said, you're under control. And so when they lift that, we're going to start um, functioning. It's not going to be like, you know, if everybody just saw all of a sudden Superman, they lose their freaking minds. Right. It's right. not going to be like that. Right. It's going to be like, did I just talk to the dog? And like, um, oh, no, that doesn't make any sense to me anymore. Why would you harm somebody? Or why would you right. cheat somebody? Right. Or why would you do that? Or you know, and there's just going to be, um, it's going to be so much easier to love Yes. when yeah. that blanket is lifted. And so that's the shift that we're going to start seeing. So I'm really excited about the future. Um, yeah, and I, I've also heard from other people that, my brother that Mike talks to, that uh, some point, at some point, we're going to be able to synthesize uh, things like a steak. So if you want a steak, you can get a steak that tastes just like a steak. But it's going to be a synthetic product and not made from the meat of a cow that was slaughtered because cows have feelings, too. I mean, you go on YouTube, you can watch videos of cows playing soccer, kicking a ball around. It's hysterical. But, you know, know. one of these almost all these higher creatures, um, I don't know how far down it goes, but almost all certainly all the mammals and a lot of the um, um, aquatic uh, creatures, I think, do have intelligence and uh you know may not be our intelligence they may not have hands and thumbs to build and create industry like we do but uh i think i think we will end up hopefully in the next decade or so in a place where we live a far more enlightened life about about animals and the beings around us than we do now and i think at that point we'll be ready to go forward um into space into other worlds and other dimensions and meet other other species and be able to actually um, communicate with them. Yeah, within so. the next 100 years, within the next 100 years, um, 100 years from now, it's going to be just so normal to travel to another planet as if we were traveling to Florida or we were traveling right. to Hawaii or we were traveling. <clears throat> so right. um, there's going to be a lot of advancements in the, in the next 100 years. We have to get over this hump, otherwise we won't survive. Um and this consciousness, it's it's in little upgrades, little little steps, little, you know, because if you think about it now, like if you take a look at that meat you're about to eat or that piece of steak, and then you think about it too much when it's raw, right? Real, you know, I've, this has happened to me, and I I eat meat, I just do it. Oh well, they say yeah. I gotta have some meat, you know, and so I eat it. And but if you think about it too much, um, you can't do it. It's not just an emotional yeah. thing. It's kind of a gross yeah. thing. And you're like, I'm eating like the flesh of a dead thing. And why am I doing this? And, you know, there's people that are being born today and over the you know last 10, 20 years who are just refused to do it. Like my daughter, Katie, she's like, 
Why would I want to eat the flesh from a cow? I mean, it right. looks me right in the eye and says it. Because I freaking said so. That's why. <laughs> yeah, because that's like, what I made for dinner. Because that's what's on your plate, kid. She's like, no, I won't do it. I'd rather starve. And I'm like, I don't even, it doesn't even compete with me. You know, but it's like, yeah. well, maybe she was born more advanced, you know? Maybe she's just a spoiled brat. I don't know. But I, that's what I'm talking about is that, that we're going to upgrade in these little shifts because if you do too much at once, people can't mentally handle it. Right. It won't stick. Anyway, I wanted to ask you about... Yes. Um, I got a little bit excited today, okay? Okay. Because when Trump was talking about... Um, he's like, oh, we're going to do a payroll tax holiday. And I'm like, yeah, that'll never last. Then, then he's like... Um, and if I get elected, we're going to eliminate um, yeah. payroll taxes. And I'm like, oh, my yeah. God, if you do that, you have to eliminate um, income tax. Yeah. Because, it, you know, basically paying these payroll taxes so that when it come around income tax time, it's not a huge burden, right? Right. I mean, what's going to happen? Again, this is somewhat spelled out in the Nassara and Jasara stuff. But what we're heading towards is a um, uh, elimination of the income tax, which is, by the way, not constitutional. Not only that, is it not constitutional, but they've also, um, there's some question as to whether it actually ever passed, had to be ratified by 38 states. And there's considerable um, evidence that it did not pass, but they implemented it anyway because this is what the bankers who controlled everything wanted to do. They said it was implemented. But um, it will be replaced by a 17% uh, retail tax on new items. I thought it was 14 So anytime you buy a new house or a new car, you know, you'll pay a 17% um, tax. And that will be what funds the functions of government. But the functions of government will probably change a lot, too. So. I know. You know, and I, like Nasera, I'm like, that would be so great. But I'm thinking, you know what? I think it's probably going to be like Trump Sarah or something. <laughs> I think it's probably yeah. gonna be altered in some way. Um, and probably better. It'll probably yeah. be better. But if yeah. it's, but, but if, if it. See, now, the Sierra was actually something that was passed, correct? Yeah, that's what I understand is that it was passed in 1999. It was going to be implemented on September 11th, 2001. That's, that's what I was told. So since so. it was passed, everything that we've paid so far has been right. illegal? Every, every ounce of income tax and payroll tax you've paid has been taken from you illegally. Now, so my daughter walks up to me and says, well, they have to fund the government. How are they going to pay for everything? The salaries and the, you know, the services and everything else. That's what we pay for in our payroll taxes. And I'm like, that's what I used to think, too. <laughs> yeah. No, you don't. And if, they like, let you keep, if they let you keep your payroll taxes, you'd have more and you put that money into savings. If they mandated that you save that money rather than, than pay it in taxes, you'd have a hundred times as much money as you get from the government back in services. I so. know. Well, anyway, but um, I was thinking, you know, well, if they have millions and billions of dollars to hand over to um, foreign countries so that our government officials can then launder it back to them, then they probably have enough to run the country. Right. Exactly. 
Exactly. And wouldn't they well, confiscate right, so money? Yeah, I think we're to the, okay. What's that? I was saying, wouldn't they? I was t- the other question was, when all this goes down and they take down the central banks and, and people go down for treason and all this other stuff, I'm sure these people which have hope, like... Which hopefully happens, yeah. Many bank accounts and all this other stuff overseas. Wouldn't they confiscate all that money? Yeah, the money... Um... The money that's been stolen will be will be taken back from the people who have stolen it. In yeah. fact, that may have already occurred in many cases. So, um, awesome. Yeah, that's part of the plan, and it's going to be re- redistributed back to the people it was taken from. And um, without that, without that restitution, there really can't be any forgiveness. I think ultimately, what they would like to do is for these bad people to turn around and 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 turn to the good side, and then they. Um, then the restitution could be made, um, you know, out of uh, an abundance of, uh, of goodness. And um, that's what I hear is going to happen. But again, we have to wait for these things to be implemented. All I will say is, and I will say this with some finality, is the payments you've been receiving from the government, plus the, the unemployment, the extra um, stimulus checks and all that stuff. And Trump now talking about he's, he's taking away the the payroll tax, and he says if he's reelected, it will go away completely. These are all steps to implementing Nasara. So anyone who says Nasara is BS to them, I say we're already on the path. We've already taken the first yeah. three, four, five, six steps of the 10 or 12 that we have to take to fully implement it. So it's already happening. Yeah, right I saw that today in, uh, when he when he said that. I mean, I know he did it yesterday, but today as well, and I was like, Oh my God, this is really happening. Yeah, it is. It is really happening. That's absolutely true. It's great. Well, all right. Um, thanks, everybody. Um, a busy show tonight. Uh, we'll see you hopefully next week again on Out on the Edge Radio. And I just oh, I want to do one more thing. Yeah, I don't get this, but silver is still trading. I guess it's trading in all over the world, but it was up over $26 again a few few minutes ago. So. Do you remember anyway, what I told last you? Update, but, uh, I'm sorry. Do you remember when I told you um, you were asking me about gold and silver, and I said somebody's throwing money into it to take the price down, and now yeah. this is happening. Yeah, that's what's happening, and it's going to go back up. So don't worry about that. All right, so that's what we have this week on all um, out on the edge radio. I'll see you guys hopefully next week, and we can talk about it. What's going on in the world a little more? Thanks, Jennifer. Good night, everybody. Mm-hmm.